when we find in our body that we can ease the muscles, that we can actually relax, we can really take ourselves to a place where we feel very calm and content and quiet. When we can recognize that, then we will be able to get there more often. And we'll be able to notice when we're not that. We'll notice when our shoulders are tight and when our jaw is clenched, we'll notice those things. So when we're outside the mat, we notice it with our thoughts, with the people that we interact with. We notice the energy that comes in because that's so important for what we digest. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join Life Coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly. I hope that today's conversation helps you live the brave, creative, purpose-filled life that you were created to live. And today I'm so excited. I have a special guest for all of you to meet. Um, Daylin has been a part of my life for a couple of years, helping me connect my soul, my body, my mind. So Daylin, thank you for being here. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, including your last name, since I forgot to say that. <laughs> Hi, my name is Daylin Villeneuve. Uh, you can find me as Daylin April on some of these forums. Um, and I... I'm a mom of three children and I stayed at home for 17 years. I um, have a little new puppy. I am very busy adjusting to that lifestyle. Yeah. And yoga has been uh, something that really helped me and healed me mm. um, through some of, some of my tough times. And I think the gift that yoga gave you, you are so good at sharing with the rest of us. So I'm so glad that you're here today to help others understand the value of putting aside time for ourselves and the value, especially of yoga. So how how do you balance your life? Balance is an interesting word for me to share with you because it's one of the things we do when we meet together. You help us in different poses. And I'm really thankful for that. I'm 51 now. And I love that. I think I'm getting better at balancing each year, partly from connecting with you. But it's more than just a yoga pose. How would you describe balance? Because I think women need that in this season of life. Yes, absolutely. And the balance really is about making sure that we fill ourselves up first and we mm -hmm. still, you know, that will help us to care for everyone else. It's kind mm -hmm. of like a plain model, you know, put on your mask first. I think that balance helps, you know, stability. When we feel off balance in our body, we practice that on the mat because when we're out in the real world, we can kind of see it happening in our mind. We can mm -hmm. see we're, we're off balance in our thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts don't serve us. So we want to really make sure we have that connection and we do the practice with the body because it's easier to tune into. It's mm. easier to recognize when we're off balance in our body. Yeah. And as we do that, we can kind of um, see it more in our daily living and our thought processes and things like that when things are out of balance. Oh, I 100% agree. I've loved that you've taught us that. And my oldest daughter and I, we found you together and we would just every Saturday get in the car after being with you and just think like, oh, this was so wonderful. I'm so glad we got time together. Well, my goal with this podcast is to help remind people they are worth investing in and to find the tools they need to invest in this season of their life. So how have you invested in yourself? I imagine you had to invest to become someone who is so strong, especially around the yoga philosophy. How would you explain the investment you've made um, specifically with yoga? Well, I absolutely have become very strong with yoga. And when I initially went into this practice, uh, I did it as a self-study. I actually wasn't going to teach. It mm. wasn't something that I 
wanted to do. But then when I find out all this philosophy and it helped heal me through, you know, my father passing away mm-hmm. and some tough times in my marriage and things like that, I really feel like it's such a healing process and such a self-study mm-hmm. that it was too valuable not to share with people. And I'm glad that I have the opportunity now and I feel so blessed when I can give someone something and they um, may not hear it right away, but then later sometimes people come back and they say, no, I finally understand what you said, what you meant by that. Yeah. And it, it really is working and resonating with them. So it really makes me happy to have, um, to have both. And that takes a lot of investment to do it through self-study. There's no one standing over you and Tess, it would have to be really intrinsic and just inspired, right? That breath. So, well, you know, life changed a lot in 2020. You got a dog, so I want to hear about that. But also a lot of people who were used to doing things one way had to really pivot and do things differently. So yoga in general for you was taught in person. And then as things closed, things began to be just a new way of doing different things. So what has 2020 taught you? Well, it has been a little bit tough because um, that personal connection, mm. that energy that you feel when people are in the room with you, it's it's a little bit tougher to cultivate in a group class on Zoom. Yeah. But it isn't it isn't so hard on a one on one Zoom. So sometimes we feel you know we can definitely connect with that other energy with a one on one, but. What's changed for me a lot is my connection with the people that I can't see, the the preschools that I taught in the teens at, you know, yoga club and my people in the nursing home that I, you know, I really cherish that time with them. But I think what a lot of people have learned through this process is that they had to go within a bit, mm. right? everybody was doing a little bit of a self-study because things were coming up. We spend a lot of time alone. We're a little bit more isolated. We had to find new ways in creative ways to communicate and still stay connected. And that's just, it's so important, but the, you know, technology has taken us to a whole new realm of, you know, not having a snow day. So (laughs) I'm blessed to know that we can still do this. And it was, you know, I appreciate the hands-on practice and the people in the room, but at least there's still an opportunity for for people to learn Mm -hmm. um, and grow through uh, using the yoga techniques and philosophy. So I love what you said about it forced us to go in. Yes. What, What have you found for yourself in that? Where have you noticed that gift of being able to do that? Because I think that actually might be the struggle for many people right now is instead of going inward, we take our phone out and we spend more time on TikTok. But you're saying, no, actually, the cure or the the way to heal is to go in. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. And the healing, um, the healing really does come from having these, these issues come up. Mm. Sometimes we have beliefs and patterns, thought processes that we have from way back when, from the mm-hmm. people in our lives, from our influences, from our discipline, whatever it was for us. And we hold on to that. Mm. Sometimes when those things come up, we decide to be distracted. Mm. And we don't deal with them, but they're going to come up again. So I think that this has given a lot of people an opportunity to have a little bit more quiet, a little bit more um, alone time Mm. so that they can kind of work through some of those issues. For me, it was more my practice changes quite a lot. You know, I I feel like some sometimes I'm in a season, as you say, like, you know, where I'm doing a lot of active and physical yoga, and then I'll go into kind of a Um, meditation where Mm. I start meditating more and I just feel like a little bit more within myself rather than 
always, you know, focusing on the fitness aspect because yoga has eight limbs and yes. it's not just about the workout. So there, there's a lifestyle practice and, you know, all that healing comes from really the, the holistic practice of doing all of the things with yoga, not just doing, you know, just meditation or just the workout. It's really about our lifestyle and the breathing and finding a connection to something a little bit greater than ourselves. And we can only really connect when we are quiet. We can hear that inner voice, that wisdom, our true self come out. I think that was the greatest gift that I learned by being able to work with you is how to be still, how to be quiet. And then also what always served me is you would provide us with an intention and it was just a gift if we wanted to receive it, we didn't need to, but it's even on my Instagram, one of the days where you taught us that, you know, in this breath, all is well. And so I think that is, you know, a huge gift for people when they follow you, they can learn a little bit more because you are not tied to just the physical part or, you know, all eight limbs matter to you. The philosophy matters deeply to you. And then I love that you are not only just a student of it, you're a teacher of it. So you're able to explain that really well. Well, one of the things I learned right at the beginning of my time with you was a phrase you use called the effort and the ease. And so there'd be moments in yoga where we were doing some, maybe almost a push-up motion or, you know, doing through a whole cycle of a down dog to, you know, whatever up dog. And you would say, notice the difference between the effort and the ease. And I took that from outside the mat to my life and began to notice that life really does have this flow of the effort and the ease. So I would love if you talk a little bit about that, because that's a piece of what you share that's really transformed me. Yes. And I think the effort and ease has a lot to do with the balance as well. It's it's Mm -hmm. very similar to the balance where when we decide or when we find in our body that we can ease the muscles, that we can actually relax, we can really take ourselves to a place where we feel very calm and content and quiet. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we can recognize that, then we will be able to get there more often. And we'll mm-hmm. be able to notice when we're not that. We'll notice when our shoulders are tight and when our, our jaw is clenched. We'll notice those things. So when we're outside the mat, We notice it with our thoughts, with the people that we interact with. We notice the energy that comes in because that's so important for what we digest. Mm. It's not just about food. It's about all of the input and all of the stimulation that's coming in and how we process that. And the processing can cause us very much stress or it can or it can help us and Mm. it can help us grow and, and learn and change. And as you said, you know, as I mean, being a teacher and being a student, I, I want to always be a student of yoga. This is really a lifelong practice. There's just so much to learn about it. And the more I learn, the more I'm happy that I made this choice in my mm. life to do something more meaningful when I went back into the workforce rather than just getting a job. Well, it seems like the ideal connection for you, because even as you lead us in the practice, you are very, very aware of your own body. And you just sort of intuitively guide us that way. Well, so the other question I had about it was, I think one of the gifts yoga gives us is as an Enneagram teacher, I help people understand that there's these three centers of intelligence. Some people process life through their heart, some through their head, some through their gut. And ideally, as we become healthy, it's like a three-legged stool and we want to find balance. How does yoga help us find balance between our head, our heart, our body, our soul? Yeah, it really starts with we have all these layers of our being and um, we have five layers. So our Mm. physical body, then our energetic body is the breath, right? Mm. The breath, the circulation, the digestion. And then we have this this mind, this thinking mind (laughs) Mm. that can be very emotional and we can maybe 
um, you know, have thoughts that really aren't true. So mm -hmm. we have to kind of watch that. And we have the next layer would be our intellect, right? Our higher mind that kind of says, okay, this may not be very true. And we don't have to listen to these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then the last most important uh, layer is our inner true self that mm. that place inside us that bliss body that is connected to something greater and we have to remember that one definitely feeds the other one one affects the other when our body is compromised and in pain it it compromises our breath and our thought process when our mm. thoughts are getting a little haywire it our body starts to clench mm. and our breath gets a little more shallow and those things are all fluctuating all the time but that bliss body knowing mm. that we're connected and where we have a spiritual self mm -hmm. that is really greater and we can kind of tap into that we can trust and we have that wisdom we know that all the answers we really have I have questions you know all the answers yeah no all the answers are here in us, us yes. right so when we bring all of those parts together that's when we kind of have that real connection and we start to have awareness of mm. those thoughts and how our bliss body is feeling. You know, when we're, when we're in fear, we might not feel that connection so mm. much. So we need to really incorporate all those parts of us. And that is really what yoga, you know, yoga is for and really what it means. Right. And that aligns completely with what I do with the Enneagram. And as a life coach, my belief is that I partner with people so they can understand, oh my goodness, did you notice you were thinking that? Did you notice the feeling that created and the actions that come from that? And is it serving you? And if it's not, you know, is it time to let it go? Well, before we um, end, we had a little bit of time today to jump onto Clubhouse together. So one thing we want to do is just encourage people to find you on Clubhouse so that you can share philosophy. I know it's something you do actually once a month as well. Is that also online or is that an in-person only when you're sharing philosophy? Uh, I have been doing philosophy in person, but with my Zoom Um you know, people can log in through Zoom and they can they can still listen in. And if you know, people need to have documentation or some kind of notes. Sometimes I pass out handouts and I'm happy to send people that if they aren't there in person. But the philosophy really is, you know, my passion where I trained. It was very much heavier in philosophy and not so much in the fitness realm mm -hmm. of it. And I think that the mind, because it's so powerful and we have, you know, a lot of things going on this year, a lot of changes, a lot of isolation, the isolation and the fear can really lead to anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. So we want to know how to manage those thoughts, how to turn those thoughts around, how to remind ourselves that we're safe and we're okay. And we do that through yoga in many ways, as you said, the energy centers, right, the chakras and, you know, feeling grounded and really creating a safe space for ourselves and still, you know, learn and grow. So the, the philosophy is really about managing some of those thought processes so that we can cope and be much more content and happy. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I've been gifted with is not just, you know, doing my practice with you in a group. We had a time for one-on-one. -on -one. How, how would you describe that for somebody who may be feeling very overwhelmed or confused or just needing somebody to process emotion with? What would you offer there? 
Oh, absolutely. So I do therapeutic yoga, and that is a one-on-one practice where someone comes in, they bring their suffering, whether that's physical suffering, chronic pain, emotional suffering, a lot of the times. And when we use some of the yoga tools and techniques to work through that process and kind of turn those emotions upside down and realize that we can see things in a different way. It's really about perspective. And it's about noticing when we react instead of respond, you know, mm. that that is something we can manage and we don't have to react all the time. So yeah, the one-on-one process is one of my favorite things as well. I share all the yoga philosophy that would be a, you know, would apply to someone suffering, you know, relationships, uh, anxiety, anything, you know, it, it has a realm of possibility. And there's always another way to think about it or another way to look at it, or the tools of relaxation can always help with that and meditation, you know, really going within and knowing that you actually can step into your power that you Mm. are capable that you, you know, have that inner voice that, you know, has all that wisdom already. Yeah, I was so thankful for our time. We actually connected in February, right before COVID of last year. So a few weeks before everything shut down. And you helped me understand a thought that I had where I was quite sad that my children were grown and flown and I wasn't sad about it. I was happy about this season of my life. And you helped me find that that's that's a thought that serves me actually. And so I was so thankful for that time together. And just that's the gift of coaching and yoga therapy and just finding people who can hold space so that we can notice, oh my goodness, are we thinking this one thought over and over and is it serving us? When you think a thought and it's not and it's not a good one, it usually doesn't help you to continue to think it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we want to really transform that, right? Right. We want to notice it so that we can stop Absolutely. putting any energy towards it. Well, so besides Clubhouse, where could people find you? Well, I do have a Facebook page. I have um, a website, Mindfully Me Yoga is my website. And I have a Facebook page for myself, Dalen April, but I also have Mindfully Me Yoga uh, Facebook page. I am on Instagram, Clubhouse, as you said. So yeah, I'm excited to um, I'm excited to be here. So I appreciate you having me on and your all your knowledge and you know, having these talks with you throughout this year um, about your coaching and whatnot has been really great and enlightening for me as well. Well, I think there's a great overlap. So I look forward to having more partnerships. So again, Daylin, thank you for being here. Thank you for investing in me and especially in the me and my daughter. I think we both feel like we've gone further because you've taught us things like how to rest and be still and calm that crazy mind that sometimes <laughs> just runs. <laughs> Your daughter coming in and, and telling me like later, Mm. Uh, like a week or two later, how she used the tools. Yeah. That's so important. And I, you know, the guided relaxation is usually something thought provoking that you're going to take with you because you can absorb it at the end of that practice. We shift the body, we shift the mind, and then we can kind of, you know, bring that into our day, that peacefulness. So... Well, that's the goal, everyone, to find a way to walk in peacefulness. So, Dylan, thank you for being here. And we hope that our time together helps you invest in this season of your life, in your relationships, and in your dreams. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.